Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney, and our regular sports psychologist co-host, Dr. Megan Cannon. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So today, we are currently actually Facebook living because we're hanging with our regular sports psychologist, Dr. Megan Cannon. And uh, yeah, that's right. We're hanging in her new office. <laughs> She's right here in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, I wanted to show off her big, beautiful window and the beautiful fall colors, and it decided to rain today. So, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, without further ado, Megan, welcome back as always. Thank you. Yeah. Always fun to be back. I'm excited we were able to make this happen. And we're recording in your office. I know. Right? I know. So It's here. The move has happened. The struggle is real in the entrepreneurial spirit, people. So, I mean, the cool thing is, I, I got to give you guys a little bit of background, is that this is a big building. And the cool thing is, I love this new model where you have these sweet companies. So, for small entrepreneurs, like, they can just come in and you get access to all the facilities. Like, you guys mm -hmm. are kind of sharing everything, right? Yep. So, and then there's, like, a shared secretary that kind of supports all the businesses. Yep. Yeah. So this is your suite. This is this is my suite. We got kitchen. We got a gym. We have. I saw the gym on yeah, the way in. Yeah, yeah. So because I didn't know things. where to go, I started walking down the one hallway, and I'm like, wait a minute, and I'm like, oh, there's a gym. Okay, maybe yep. I'll just drop in real quick, throw some push-ups. I don't know. Yeah, so maybe one day we record in there. <laughs> we should record in the gym. <laughs> oh, okay. Stay tuned. Brain That'll be another show. <laughs> so uh, that's gonna be fun, actually. Mm -hmm. I mean, normally we record it across. We sh we need to go back to Rob. We got a shout do. out to Rob. SYR CrossFit. We got to get back over there. I got to get him back on the show too. Yeah, that would Things be Things have been fun. so busy. I know. So, uh, speaking of busy, we're besides you getting the new digs, um, you and I were joking around today because we're like, man, what are we going to talk about? And we never really run out of things to talk about. And I thought, since we are fa fa uh, feeding this live, the last post I had on my page was from yesterday because I've taken the past couple days off to focus on my four-legged family, which is becoming a three-legged family member. So shout out to Calvin. Calvin Aww. the Coonhound is currently in surgery recovery uh, today. He finished his surgery last night. Uh, he made it out great. And yes, our dog has become a tripod. So I wasn't sure what your thoughts were around that because we're going to kind of tie this into eventually in the show here about injury and yeah. athletic recovery because he is a bit of an athlete. So And you know, I think that's Whenever you see things, I, you know, I follow some rescue pages and stuff because they're always posting yeah. beautiful animals and the three-legged animals, cats, dogs. I think you know if humans could model our rehab from injury in such a seamless way, because you see a three-legged dog and they are still just beautifully happy. I mean, I I would imagine after everything, he, kind he of was heals a little. Up, he was. I was down there. Uh, uh, shout out to Penridge Veterinary Hospital because uh, that's they're the ones who are helping save his life. Uh, but he's he was uh, he was recovering from the drugs, so he was a little druggy druggy yeah. last night. I, I literally got to see him after an hour after his procedure, wow. so it was crazy. Uh, oh yeah, quick, let's help the audience understand. So, quick backstory: Calvin is our English Red Tick Coonhound, and he's ten years old. Um, and then back in June, we're recording this, and now in November, wow, it's November already. Oh, yeah. I just realized that. But uh, he he started getting a limp, and we were surprised because. We actually, she made me stop taking him mountain biking with me because he always wants to race me on the mountain bike. Aww. And she's like, he's 10. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I ride a little fast for mountain biking. Um, anyway, so he started having a little bit of a limp and we were doing all kinds of like she, so my fiance, she's a uh, equine horse vet. 
So you're a doctor, she's a doctor. There's all kinds of doctors around here. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. And but anyway, we tried working on him. She tried doing some chiropractic work on him. She's got a colleague out of her practice uh, that also does massage therapy, acupuncture. So we were doing all this stuff, trying as much wellness stuff on him as possible. Yeah. And you're right, his demeanor was always great. Like he worked through the pain and just dealt with it. But then over the past couple of months, more and more I think his compensation was reaching limits because then he started not using the leg and actually carrying it around like like hinged up because we didn't realize we we sent him in for a procedure and we found out that all the cartilage was gone out of his out of his elbow. Oh, and it's funny guy. we hear this about pro athletes too by the way, mm-hmm. overuse of joints, things of that nature. So we thought, wow, this is weird. Why how did he overtrain a leg? Well, fast forward the lab work, we find out it's cancer. Cancer ate away at the uh, cartilage in his elbow. And that's why he was in so much pain. We did all the lab work. We figured out, oh, okay, the cancer is not spreading. It did not metastasize. So we can, we could safely, if we wanted to save him, we'd have to take the leg off because he's in so much pain. And uh, so, yes, that fast forward, that's what happened last night. And he is recovering, and he was drugged up. But then it was funny because they said, well, he's pretty quiet right now. And I, I start walking down the stairs to the, the holding area where all the animals are recovering. Yeah. And... All of a sudden, you start hearing his a little yelpy yelp, and he doesn't yelp. It's weird, like a high-pitched yelp, and she's like, well, he was quiet, and I was like, oh, he must hear my voice, and then, yeah, sure enough, as I came up to the cage, he Aww. tried sitting up. I'm like, dude, like, get the cage open. Let me push him back down. Like, yo, bro, like, you, you literally are an hour out of surgery. Aww. His tongue's hanging out of his mouth. He, he can't pull the tongue back into his mouth because he's so drugged up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we took the entire right leg off. Wow. So the shoulder, scapula, everything. Because that surgeon said, it's funny, you're talking about the recovery. It's like, dude, he's like, your dog is going to be faster than you mm-hmm. in no time. Mm-hmm. They will reprogram themselves. Yeah. And it's like they never had the leg. He's like, it's yeah. so crazy. So, and you said you see that on, on Instagram feeds and stuff too. Yeah. And it's, you know, when the three legged animals, like cats and dogs, like they, it's, impressive they're just still so happy and their demeanor is there and it's you know with typically with humans you know you think if there's a loss of a limb or a part of a limb there is a mourning period and there's for oh most God, people yeah. you yeah. know um, and but when you in the animal world with most animals he's gonna wake up and when he's painless yes i'm just gonna be running and yeah. happy as he ever was before well the beauty was i mean he, because he was so uncomfortable for the past month, he's already been training himself to kind of be a tripod because his yeah. leg was in so much pain, he wouldn't use it. So he's been hopping around, <laughs> already kind of getting used to it. The, his biggest issue was not bumping the leg. So now that we've removed the the evil from him, yeah. I'm hoping he, he just retrains super fast. Um, and now granted, the dog psychology is not the same as human psychology. Very so true. <laughs> um, I'm not a dog whisperer. I am hoping that he does push through quite quickly. Yeah. So uh, but you bring up that valid point about you were just saying about uh, we deal with it a little bit longer. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Like the whole are we the morning period? I think you just said. Yeah. And, you know, when you, with us, you know, we have in terms of us humans, you know, we have that executive functioning component to our thought where we're able to have that sequential reasoning and abstract thinking and I mean I I know less of dog brains but I I don't (laughs) think they have that to the capacity in which we do and so you know in an individual if there was an injury that was to the extent of losing a limb or something you know that that impactful there's we can think ahead you know and know what our life's going to be like and remember back to when we had full functioning and you know so there's just a 
an extra layer of thought, you know, so that we, we have, have more the emotion, for. I think, tied to this. Yeah. So. And an injury in and of itself, you know, there's also then that psychological process of rehab and we remember, you know, how strong we used to be or how it used to be before, but now we're starting here. And so it's also for us, I think, more of a conscious climb back to that area that we were. And that's also, that's a struggle. So, so why do you think that is for us? I mean, let's get into the psyche, right? Is, is it purely emotion that we just, as a, as a species, we, I guess we struggle with letting go. Is that part of the process here? Like what's like holding on to the, or like constantly like, Oh man, well back when I, back when in my prime, I hear those things all the time. Like, Oh, well when I was younger, like everybody's always focused on the past and it's like, well, focus on what you have today and focus what you have moving forward. Like you can't change what you had then. Let's focus on what you can change today. I love tying this into, I guess, I don't want to say people's excuses, but I just feel like people are constantly focusing on the history and the, and where they used to be. And I'm like, guys, like that's already in the past, man. Like, why do we keep going back to that? Is it just easy? Like what's part of that? Yeah. You know, I feel it's probably different for everybody, but there's, I'm sure there is an ease to it. You know, whether it was, you know, the factors or situations in your life at that point in time, you feel were better. And so now it's, it's harder to, to look at where you're at today, whether it's the circumstances, the condition of an injury or something like that, or, or other elements of your life. And it's harder, you know, yeah. in, in terms of that emotional and, and having to kind of almost like look in the mirror of like, okay, well this is what it is now. Right. Um, and so there's that mourning or that wish to, to pull back. I think Andy Bernard says it best. I'm a huge office fan, but he <laughs> says something in one of the later seasons of, you know, when I was here at Dunder Mifflin, I kept wishing that I was back in Stanford. And then when I was here, I kept wishing I was there. You know, I wish there was a way that we can't, we could realize we're in the good old days when we're there. Right. I think that's so poignant. And, you know, also to a point, I think sometimes we can have a little bit of glorification of the memories where we oh, remember, absolutely. right, the, all the positives. It seems like it was so amazing, right? It's just the best where you forget that, like, Tuesday meeting that you had to go to that was just such a garage. Like, you know, those aren't the thoughts that you think of. Whereas in the present moment, you do have those circumstances and situations and just those everyday grind stressors, which just, you know, might make it less pleasant. You know, I, I think there is something to that glorification, right? Because, I mean, God, we've been podcasting together for a while now. So I think I've, I don't remember. I know, I know I've probably brought up a couple of times about the my past when I was doing the firefighting thing, but then trying to connect in, back into the re regular world after mm -hmm. that. I struggled with it. And it's all coming up again because I'm actually finally writing the book. So, okay. Um, and I want to tell the story about the transformation through becoming a hotshot and then back again. Right. And I think I, I, one piece is because I love psychology so much is that I want to be transparent and vulnerable and show that like, dude, I, you know, I thought I was a tough guy and I thought I had a clue and I thought I had everything under control, but it's like, I didn't realize that I was, I couldn't let go of that crazy, cool career. Like it was two years of adventure and, and, you know, yes, risking your life, but it's like, it was, it, it, I learned so much from that. And then I, I tried replacing that with living in Colorado. And then I was living in Colorado and again, I'm rock climbing and I'm doing all this crazy. I, I love Colorado, by the way, just can't let it go. Um, but when I moved back here to Pennsylvania afterwards, I struggled heavily mm -hmm. with that transition. It was like, nothing is better than the West, right? Like mm -hmm. Arizona, Colorado, like it's amazing. I'm back in Pennsylvania. Oh, this is awful. Yeah. Even though 
like most of the sports that I learned were here. Like I learned to mountain bike here. I learned to ski here. Mm-hmm. I learned to road bike here. Uh, I started rock climbing here. So, but I had that disconnect. I could yeah. not, I, I was making it like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, everything is better in Colorado, but <laughs> it was, I couldn't reconnect back here. All of that was still set so much higher in my mm-hmm. mindset. It was just interesting. Yeah, no, I did the same thing when I moved back to Pennsylvania from both Florida and California. Okay. Yeah, I was well, like, Well, Ca- oh. Cali is pretty cool. I yeah, mean, I was like, yeah. goodness, this is horrible. Like every awful thing about it you know like it was so like everything was just mentally compared to you know this bar that I had set so high and I mean yeah did California have issues in terms of oh, it God, takes yeah. you literally 30 minutes to get everywhere even if it's down where, the where street. were you living in California I was in LA so I was oh, on the God, east side of the LA? city mm-hmm. oh. yeah so I mean traffic and you know just all of those things but the cool part about where I lived was right on the same street I could go into Griffith Park mm-hmm. which was a big like nature conservatory land so I could go hiking and, and, and it was almost like you right weren't in, the, even city in proper? the city. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they have this beautiful observatory. The zoo is back there also. So I could literally on the same street I lived on, I would take my bike in the mornings and just go right into it. And it Sweet. was, you would just kind of get lost in there. And so it was, I had the best of both worlds, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, when I moved back here, like oh my gosh we're mountains. It's, it's, are, it's just different so it's maybe different. maybe it's like a culture shock thing it might be right i don't know like so so you went through some of that too mm-hmm. and yeah i mean it's <clears throat> i think through the the self-development and the professional development after that transition helped me was because you realize okay one are you over glorifying it two celebrate those experiences but also celebrate where you're going next i mean if you my biggest lesson from this not being a psychologist is that and I want to connect this back to the athletic component, is that if you're constantly dwelling on what you did before and where you were before, how do you expect to be progressing and growing forward? Mm-hmm. You're constantly living in the past. Yeah. And I, I, I see that with the athletic athletes as well. Yeah. The athletes are struggling with that if an injury or they get changed their whole career. Yeah. Or maybe they have to change an entire sport. And then, you know, in terms of when, when we are thinking back, and, and I know I personally experienced this too, it was then like my mindset was more negative. You know, mm. just about it could have been, you know, this awesome music festival or something that's here. And I'd be like, ugh, or whatever. Oh. But if it was if it, the exact same thing would have existed there. But this is the coolest thing, right. you know. And so, again, that filter, I know we've talked about positive thinking so, so many times, but that filter. And so when you're coming back from an injury or when you're kind of thinking back to that pre injury level of functioning or pre, you know, it, then there is that almost like mourning or negative mindset too, which so much research has gone into mindset and recovery and the importance of having a positive mindset and thinking forward. I mean, this is a totally exaggerated example, but I I listened to Elvis Duran in the morning and they had Dr. Oz on the one time and he was speaking about how he will not do heart surgery on a patient if they can't tell him like what they're getting better for whether it's a family or whether it's something you know because he was like if if their mindset is just like this thing's gonna win like whatever you know I'm i can't go like, through the motions their process through recovery is going to be so much more difficult versus Ooh, you know yes. that and the other night i'm just going to continue to word vomit i was watching maru um it's a rock climbing documentary okay on netflix this guy um, they, they tried to scale it once 
were unsuccessful and then you know they they went to the the in between when they chose to go back and do it again this gentleman and I'm, I'm completely forgetting his name but he was one of the three individuals that were the first ones to summit it he had this horrific horrific ski injury where he had two fractures in his neck his skull was literally opened wow i mean just an astronomical That's injury millimeters away from just completely dying the circulation in one half of his brain had stopped whoa five months later he's like getting back on it okay and i mean the two individuals that climbed it with him throughout his rehab process like he just kept saying like like i'm doing it i'm doing it and they were like we didn't have the heart to tell him like you can't tell someone in that condition like nobody we don't think it's gonna happen but they said he flew through his rehab mm. he was just i mean m physically just surpassed everybody's expectations but he had that drive he had that mindset it was i'm sure not positive all the time right but there was that drive there was that motivation and look what he accomplished you know i, I love stories like that because I, it's kind of, I'm kind of a geek for that. Um, I'm, it, that inspires me. I'm gonna look up the name of the documentary. To yes, sure yes. I'm it was, it right. I mean, it's funny because I wish <laughs> my phone's uh, filming for us right now because I I was like, man, I was like, I'm thinking of right now is because um, my my future brother-in-law and his wife told me about a local guy, and I believe he was a war vet because he 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 lost both of his legs, and he's been all over social media because he's from here, and he set a goal to hike Kilimanjaro, but without legs so i mean he had to get special you know modifications mm -hmm. and everything else he had all these different attachments and all these different things and he's like i'm doing this so him and a guy flew to uh, africa to wow. go hike kilimanjaro and he did it and he set his mindset he set his goal i mean i started following him on facebook and he was doing all the um I got to make a note for this for our VA. Like, we got to tag this in the show. So I, I apologize for not remembering the guy's name, but we will tag this in the podcast show notes because I want more people to see people like this guy because mm -hmm. he set his goals. And he wasn't going to let what happened in the past prevent him from living his life now and into the future. Like, he never had goals to hike Kilimanjaro in the past. But now, even with loss of legs, he's like, nope, I'm in. Let's do this, right? So I love seeing that because, as to your point, we talk about mindset so much, and that's why I love when I bring Megan on because people undervalue your mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of full circles back to Calvin, right? Like, luckily, Calvin's psychology is different than ours, so he's just going to heal and figure this out. He's right. not going to be, I think, held back by, I don't know if we want to call it human depression or that type of, I don't know, degrading mindset where it's like we get, we get stuck because it's like we're in the woe is me phase yeah and i've never seen calvin do a woe is me phase so like whatever bro like yeah i, I brought him his little uh his little monkey down to him and he's already trying to like s play with it and he's oh. you know he's all drugged up and i'm like dude just like here's your buddy like you know when, when you're off the drugs you can start playing with him so <laughs> like he's already trying to like get into his normal thing already yeah he's not slowing down so it's interesting in the recovery mindset mm -hmm. that we uh, i do sometimes wish we do have that simplicity but to be fair, I also feel like what do you, what are your thoughts on that struggle? I think also we're probably also supposed to struggle through that mm -hmm. process, yeah. Because that's where you learn. I tell people in the entrepreneurial space, right? Like you're supposed to make mistakes. That's how you learn some of the most powerful things mm -hmm. that you can carry into your future. Because now they're hard coded in your brain oh, because they were painful, and you're yeah. not going to forget them. 
So I just want to interested in your thoughts on that, the oh, struggle. 100%. And, you know, it's through our struggle that we grow. It's not through those coddled comfort times, you know, that, that don't challenge us. And, you know, it, there's definitely some bumps and bruises that happen. But like you said, you then like either won't make that mistake again or you'll choose to do it differently. Um, those mistakes shape us. And when you go through an experience of injury like that, yeah. um, you know, sometimes I think you, you really impress yourself okay. of how strong you are or how you know and those although it was a painful experience you know those are things you can then utilize in the future our brains don't delete stuff and so then if you're not saying another injury but maybe another difficult situation and it's like well hey man if I was able to get through that surgery or if I was able to get through that injury and I was able to do that I can handle this you know and yeah. so it can it can really help shape us but also give us confidence in a, a way going forward because we've demonstrated to ourselves we've survived it and we're able to come out the other side and maybe things look differently than what we thought, or maybe they're exactly how, what we thought they were, but either True. way we, we made it through. And yeah. so those, through those struggle comes great growth. You know, part of that struggle and the growth and real quick, did you find the guy you were looking for? Oh, I, did, I wanted the name of the documentary. It is, it is Meru. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. There we go. How do you spell that? M E R U. Oh, and, <coughs> That's um, pretty simple. It is. And the, the gentleman who, with the horrific injury, his name was Renan Ozturk. Wow. So unique name of movie and a unique name gentleman, Ozturk. Yes. And so, so the, um, he, along with Conrad Ankler and Jimmy Chin, Jimmy was actually the individual who was one of the directors of the documentary. Those were the three individuals that had are the first people to have ever successfully climbed it. And many of the great have like failed including the three of them before yeah um and so it's a, it's a wonderful wonderful documentary on netflix wow really all right cool. we'll have to check that one out tagging that in the show notes for sure um well so the, the trials and tribulations the, the bouncing back the mindset from an injury um i think reflecting on the lessons learned right mm -hmm. i think a lot of us skip over these lessons that we're supposed to be learning i, I think that's important um I guess I guess one other outstanding question is for me on that component. I'd love to hear feedback on is that what if it's leading up to an injury? Like you know, sometimes you kind of like know there's a bigger injury coming, but for some reason you just don't slow down. Mm -hmm. You ever talk about that with any of your people? Oh yes, and the same individuals that continue to make the same mistakes, even though they yeah, have what's identified. Up with that? <laughs> <laughs> they have identified and we talk about the pattern and we like it's you know with stuff i mean it's like you know this happened last season too and right yeah it's just I like think you haven't learned from these lessons for some reason learned. like there's a blockage there mm -hmm. like we've already maybe partially injured ourselves or at least should have already learned from that experience but yet we end up putting ourselves right back through haven't the same learned. process yeah and you know, I, I, there's so I, I mean obviously individual differences but i think one of the things, at least with this one particular athlete of mine that just kind of stands out is, um, you know, the culture of their sport okay. where it really is like a, you push through, like it, that's just the culture of the sport that they play. So I think that there's definitely to a point, there's a, a cultural influence there of push okay, through that it. I agree with you you're actually making me connect on something I want to include in the book now, because you know, the, the wildland firefighting was very athletic. That's how I found CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And I'm just connecting on this because, you know, I'm surrounded by, you know, 20 other dudes. We're all, you know, type A personality, test. firefighters, yeah. you know, hey, you know, and I remember I had fell on a hike 
and it injured something, and I couldn't figure out why, and I couldn't breathe right. And by that night and the next morning, um, I literally it was short of breath. I could not get a proper deep breath. I was getting stabbing pains in my Ooh. back. So I, so we still had a couple days left on the fire, and I, I just kept working through it because I was told to, like, suck it up. And normally, I've never gotten injured on a fire. I was fine. Well, anyway, I got my days off. Turns out that I had, you can't dislocate a rib in your back, but you can displace the cartilage apparently. So if you're trying to breathe and your rib cage goes to expand, yeah, mine was actually like held back from doing that. So every time I tried to breathe, the cartilage was shifted. So I had to have a chiropractor fix all this. And I kind of shortened it up as, oh, I dislocated a rib in my back. And she's like, well, you can't really dislocate the rib. But she's like, yeah, layman's terms. She's like, you had literally cartilage and stuff out of place. And that's why you couldn't breathe because your rib cage wasn't allowed to expand properly. And when you did, you would get stabbing pain. And I'm like, Ouch. oh, and I was hiking with that with a pack on and everything else. And I, oh yeah, it was God awful. I will never forget the pain Ugh. that came from that. Cause I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I feel like I've, I feel like literally something was stabbing me in my lung. It yeah. was awful. Uh, but again, environment, it, my <laughs> environment was try and push through it. Yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. And yeah. uh, granted, I mean, thank God I at least, understood what chiropractors do and i went to one a lot of people still don't believe in them but teach your own um but honestly how else would i have been able to get that fixed because it took her at least an hour to loosen all of my stuff up just to finally get the thing wouldn't move like she kept working it and she i I still remember the set this is this is 2000 that just sounds this is 2010 i still remember that session it was god awful (laughs) Yeah. Good times. Good times. Um, But sounds horrible. Right. It's like your surroundings, though. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to push through. We're going to figure this out when I get my days off. Hopefully, you know, it all works out. Uh, I mean, luckily, I didn't break or tear anything. Right. Right. I mean, your your athletes. I don't know. I mean, they sometimes they get some severe Mm -hmm. injuries. Oh, yeah. And they'll whether it's like in the middle of the game, they just they feel like they have to like push through the end of the the game. Yeah. Yeah. and, And, you know, I hear these. But then they almost become like power patches. Like, well, the one time yeah. I did Your this. And so, you know, if I was able to play with a dislocated shoulder, or that, it's like if, well, then then insert justification of why I can continue playing through an injury yeah. now. And it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, you're going to have your body forever. Like, let's. We well, see that's you eventually reach a point where you know too much. And I'm, I'm like you now. Right. It's like I know like, OK, if I know I possibly injured something that I'm not I'm taking Shut time down. off. I'm letting my body recover. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll change it up. Maybe instead of going to the CrossFit gym, I'm going to go and maybe do some yoga or do some mobility work or do something else. That's not anything opposite of whatever I just did, because actually it's kind of funny. Um, Again, we're going back to Calvin. Sorry, it's a big day, big week for Calvin. Um <laughs> The last night that he was in really, really, he was, I mean, I I woke up probably five times in the middle of the night trying to calm him down because he was on a very hardcore narcotic pain reliever called fentanyl. That's the stuff that killed uh, Prince. So good stuff. No, not good stuff. Calvin, as soon as we got him off of that stuff before, before surgery, he got back to normal. So I, I told the people, I'm like, you're not putting him back on that. Kristen, no, it was bad. He was tripping. He was just, he was weird. Um, but I was so lacking in sleep. We went in Saturday morning. Shout out to Rob again. That's why our CrossFit. Chris and I went in to go do the partner workout on Saturday morning. And I was sleep deprived. Uh, my mindset wasn't right. And that was a huge workout. Like every interval of movement was 80 reps shared between the two of you. So okay. literally I'm doing shoulder to overheads. And 
I went to catch the bar to reset for the next rep, and I, I wasn't focused, and my back was a little bit out of alignment, and I jammed it, and my mm-hmm. lower back just seized up. I wasn't able to do a right lunge properly. Like and By that afternoon and the next two days, I was in yeah. god-awful pain, and I'm like... I was like, and I knew why it happened. I was like, yeah. I should not have gone in sleep deprived because I couldn't focus. Mm-hmm. I couldn't keep my body in proper form and technique. And I'm a CFL one CrossFit trainer. Like I know better. Yeah. And yeah. yet I still went in and work out. Yeah. A significant <laughs> amount of injury. Like sleep is one of the lead, like one of We've the major before, contributing past shows. factors. Yeah. So it's. I knew it. I knew it. I, knew it. I was like, don't push I was like no, I was like, oh, we, could, we could do this. Because, you know, it's a partner workout. We'll figure it out. No. And I was like, that's when I said, I was like, babe, I'm not trying to be a wuss, but I was like, there's something wrong. And, you know, she had to carry me on a couple of the later movements in the workout. And then I, you know, I destroyed the assault bike because she hates the bike. So I at least made it work. But I said, hey, you're going to have to leave this one because I'm already jacked up. Mm-hmm. But I can finish here. We still finished the workout. We took longer than everybody else. But, but you know, I literally, the burpees over the bars, I, I was, I was slow motion because yeah. it locked up so tight that I went to explode off the floor and I couldn't swing my right leg forward because it was oh. so tight. So I was just stepping up and then gingerly jumping over the bar because I was in so much pain. Oh. But I still did the last thing again. I know better, but... Um, yes, yeah, so I'm glad that we're going against exactly <laughs> the exact thing that we're literally talking Happy about. to be an example for you, Doc. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We all need to learn. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Hey, where are we at on time, by the way? Because I know you have other sessions. Yeah, I think we, we're about... Wrapped up. It's, we are we're 11, about wrapped up. 11, 11.46. We're trying to do Real these quicker time. sessions. Um, loving the new digs. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited when you put some wall art and I stuff. Know, me too. So real quick, we can't close out the show <laughs> without a shout out to The Rock. Okay? Dwayne over here. So I walk in the office today, and right there, guys, <laughs> on the live feed, I see a lion head covered yep. Damon the Rock, Rock ergo The Rock Johnson. Yep. Uh, and I was like, are you serious right now? 110%. And she's like, her first response was, what'd you say? Absolutely. If you, if you know me, yes. This is, I, yeah. Yes. Oh, the No, the justification. Yeah. It's signed. She's just like, oh, it's signed. <laughs> like, that was her only response. It's I was signed. like, really? All I, did, I looked at it, I said, really? And she goes, oh, it's signed. Like, automatically, that's approved. It's approved. It's here. <laughs> they will be here. The office furniture may or may not have been chosen to be black because the frame of this is black, but that's for another Oh, you tied in your decor. <laughs> To make sure your framed, yep. signed, the rock artwork mm-hmm. uh, would properly go. I Absolutely. like that. That's commitment. Absolutely. So, yeah. so anyway, shout out to the rock. <laughs> I mean, he is a legit athlete. He's done a lot of crazy things. He's an action movie star nowadays. Speaking of pushing through injury, in his yeah. WrestleMania match against John Cena, when he returned, I was there. Um, he tore his abdomen and continued to wrestle through the like. He finished the match. Okay, but was that real? No, he really, he, I mean, he really did tear he his abdomen. He actually seriously did tear his abdomen. Oh, okay. through, like in, in, um, like an internal match. injury, like a, a tear okay. for sure. See, I never know because I don't really like mm-hmm. that stuff, but like I always feel like yeah. half of that stuff is fake. I mean, they're doing a I lot mean, of athletic stuff. He was stuff. like supposed to win and everything, but like, which oh. he did, and it was, but he did actually injure himself, but he did actually for real injure himself. Yeah, yeah. but he had to keep putting the show on, but he had to, and which yeah. he did, and that was commitment. Which he did. All right, <laughs> the things we do to ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, hey, let's close the show out because she's not, trust me, she's got an office. She's got all these people coming and going. I don't know. Um, you know, she's a doc. It's what she does. So listen, let's close the show like we normally do. Um, I think we definitely touched a lot on injury and recovery. Um, what are some, now that you got a new beginning here, is there any, is there any new all-encompassing closing mindset words you have for today's show? 
I think it's just be in the now. You know, I mean, whether okay. you're talking injury and and previous level of functioning or what you used to be able to do or what you wish you could do or what the other person's doing, um, it's all what we're in right now. You know, I mean, we could sit here and wish forever that the injury didn't happen or that it went differently or it's accepting of, hey, this is where we're at right now. And even though maybe we wouldn't choose to be here, this is what it is. And it's OK. It's not we'll be fine. And, okay. you know, when, when there is that acceptance of whatever that present moment is giving you we can then do something with it in a much more efficient and impactful fashion. Okay. I like that. I like that. Which the way she started off as being in the now, it totally ties what we were talking about, right? Like I love that. Like this is be in the moment and move forward. Stop dwelling in the past guys. So again, another wonderful and powerful with a fuel podcast show with again, the return of Dr. Megan Cannon, our sports psychologist. So if you ever want to talk about mindset, maybe some, improving your athletic performance or not going in and working out while you're sleep deprived, talk to an expert. <laughs> uh, she'll be happy to call you out. <laughs> so again, guys, we're here to fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle. Thanks for tuning in to another Live the Fuel show. Be sure you check out Megan Cannon. What is the new website, by the way? drmegancannon.com. That's it. Dr. All right. It, her name is her brand, drmegancannon.com. Dot com. Check her out on Facebook, Instagram. It's everywhere. I follow her everywhere. We all social media stalk each other. So again, guys, we're here to fuel your health, business, lifestyle. Have a good time. Talk to you guys soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, first off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7's resource guide. It's a free offer, and it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brand section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just a quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and E-Pilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously, as it says, it's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors have actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, 
please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.